Hey, you're listening to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. And my co-host, Vince, is sitting right here. Hey. Let's give him a shout out. Welcome back. And tonight, we want to talk about microbreweries. Now, if you read how we were going to do our podcast, we said we'd talk about paranormal, cryptid, and trending news. And to us, this is one of the things that's trending. We're going to talk about how microbreweries have changed the face of the taverns, the pubs, as well as affected the big boys such as Coors, Budweiser, Miller. And uh, I'm going to let Vince take this one off, and he's going to introduce us to a couple of his favorite microbreweries. Yeah, but first, uh, speaking of beer, I guess I better open mine and wet my whistle a little. Hey, there you go. Yeah, when uh, I we talked about this, uh, I told him, I was saying these businesses, they're popping up on every street corner. And, of course, he thought it was a Chinese massage parlor. But, no, that's a different podcast. Ooh, happy ending. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we live here in Albuquerque, and uh, I'm sure all the big cities are pretty much the same, that these things pop up. You got one on just about every street corner, and they seem to be thriving, especially here in Albuquerque. Yeah, and and that's interesting because I've always seen them. I, I see it like there for a while. I was seeing like every year one or two new ones pop up, and I was wondering how can these little breweries stay in business? Are they really that busy? Uh, you know, I, I've been to – actually, I've been to quite a few, and yes, they are very busy. Um, each one has something different to offer, but the trick is each one – I guess they work together. They'll carry each other's brews on tap, so – like, say, for instance, I'll go to La Cumbre, they'll have theirs, plus they'll have uh, maybe Desert Valley Brewing or Toltec or Boxing Bear or or what's that, uh, the Moriarty one? The, Alien. No, it's Sierra Blanca. It's called uh, Sierra Blanca. Oh, Sierra Blanca. Yeah, yeah. so th- they kind of work together, so it, it works out great. I mean, they got everything there. And another draw that these uh, little microbreweries have that – maybe the big bars don't is they get these food trucks that park outside oh and i i did see that at the, the one you didn't mention is the bosque brewing yes and uh bosque brewing the one in bernalillo they do have a food truck outside it and when i went there one time i was like wow what what a concept yeah well the food trucks will move around if you follow them on facebook they say friday night will be here saturday night will be here sunday night will be here so they spread it around. And these uh, microbreweries have taken it a step further. Uh, they're opening up in strip malls now. And what they do is they work with the local, you know, their neighbors. So if there's a, a grass burger or a little Chinese place, you could have the food delivered to you there. See, and, and that's an ingenious business concept because if you try and go out alone you may go under but if you do a co-op and like you said if they go to other breweries and say look alone we're going to fail because there's just too much competition but if we co-op and i carry yours you carry mine there's a chance for success and and okay i can see how they they may stay afloat and make money now yes now one of the the big uh microbrews here in town is marble they got several locations they got some really good beer. It's very popular. And now you could find it in grocery stores and liquor stores. And if I remember correctly, I think Marble was one of the first ones to yes. open a microbrewery. Uh, at least around here. And that that's why they're kind of paving the way. Right. That's why they're already uh, 
in the distrib in distributing in stores and liquor stores. Well, I've I've been like when I go by my sweet Merlot, the fruit of the vine, the nectar of the gods. I've seen a lot of these local breweries. They have their cans in there. You know, I'll go buy my wine, but sure, I go look at the beer because every now and then I do like to have me a cold Coors Light. Oh yeah, and, and I see that all these local breweries have their product on the shelves. Yeah. Well, if I'm gonna have a beer at home, of course I love Coors Light. It's just a good beer, but. If I'm gonna go to a microbrewery, I'll brew what they're. Or I mean, I'll taste what they're brewing there. Right, right. Like for for instance, uh, we like to go out to Hamish Springs a lot. They right. they opened one up there called Second Alarm Brew House. It's some firefighters, some retired firefighters. They all work together. They brew out there, but still they they uh they carry some of the local brew from other breweries. Uh, they carry uh, La Cumbre. Uh, they carried like three or four different ones along with their own. Right. And there was a, a a lady, Monica, she used to have a food truck out there. But she kind of switched from a food truck. She has the kitchen now in that place. I guess they share the rent. Right. But, I mean, it's good beer, and that food is off the hook. Well, And there you go. That's how they make it together. Her customers will follow her there, maybe have a beer. And the people that come to have a beer there will sample her food and and there you go it's a perfect marriage yep now i haven't tried that brewery i mean we go to the hamus but it, it's fairly new and i haven't tried it yet so you're i'm gonna have to just depend on you and you say it's good then i'm gonna have to believe you yeah well i i got a you're pretty much a monday through friday guy yeah and on the weekends you and the missus you guys got a lot going on i'm a single guy i got a weird schedule but i have four days off at a time so right Sometimes I'm bored. I, I explore the city, and right. that's where I find these new places to try. Right, I'm a I'm a I'm a Monday through Friday type of guy, you know. On the and during the night, I gotta find time to film porn events, you know. So <laughs> that's that's what my second job. Just kidding, people. Yes, just yes. kidding. Anyway, yeah, no, I've been to some of the microbreweries out here, and and on the weekend, you're right. And I've been to Marble. I've been to Alien. I've been to Lacumbre. That's that's one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. And uh, I like the Lacumbre beer, but y you're right. And here's the thing about that beer. It is much stronger than the national breweries. I do believe the national breweries come in at 3.5. Yeah. And these guys come in anywhere from 5 to 7%. Or even higher. Or even higher. Yes. Now, when we go to the microbreweries, most of these have a three-beer limit. Right. And I can see why. Yes. Um one, I don't know if it was Friday night or Saturday night, we went out to a few of them. Right. Your wife was driving us, so we were doing the responsible thing, but we did follow the three-beer limit, but we went from bar to bar to bar, just sampling. Right. We went We went to several of them and had three here, had three there, had three, but we had a driver, so, so that was acceptable, and I, I think that's the night I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I wasn't going to say that's when you lost your debit card. But. Yeah, well, well, we'll just leave it at that. But the thing is, uh, when I called the last brewery we were at, they definitely said, yeah, we have it here. So that puts my faith in them even more. That, yeah, they're very that, honest. That they were honest. And, and yeah. Well, a lot of these microbreweries are small town people. So they got the small time values, you know. Right. And and I'm cool with that, you know. And, and I'm all right with that just uh it helps out our economy it, it get it gives people a place to go to congregate and uh 
they have unique things for the locals there. It just just not unique beers like like we were talking about earlier. Uh, they have unique games there. When we went right. to, uh, I don't know the name of the last one we went to, but it's on. Is it was downtown on Gold? Right. Is that where they had the string and the rings? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you know? And that, they just have things that are enticing, you know, and just fun bar games. You, I would have never seen that in a in another bar. No, never, never. So you know, and and, uh, and you know what was another cool thing? We went to Tractor Brewing. That was our first stop. Right. They had a whole section dedicated to local artists. They were drawing, painting, selling their crafts. And that was cool. We that was walked, awesome. We walked through the whole exhibit, and there was some cool shit there. Let me shout out to all the artists in New Mexico, because I do believe we have some of the best, most unique artists that do some of the best crafts. Here. Yes, I, I have to second that. Yeah. And these local breweries, it, they're a fun place to visit. Yeah, they are. Like you said, it's each one is unique. They're not the same. No, they're not. And, and, and maybe that's why they're popping up everywhere, because people are just tired of Budweiser, the king of beers, yeah. You go, it's the same story over and over, you know. Yes. And, of course, they have the clout to do the commercials on TV. But these local breweries make it by word of mouth and by their good craft beer that they make. Yes. Yeah, we, we go to La Cumbre. They opened up a new one on Coors here. And it's cool because they got their lights, their hanging lights or chandelier, the shades made out of license plates. The tables are like, uh, it's not refined lumber. It's just like logs split and then uh, treated. Then we could go to another one. And uh, like one of them, uh, they have uh, sand where you could play volleyball. Right, right. It's just something different at all of them. Different. And, And I think that's what's helping them. Now let's take this to the national level. I do know that ever since these local breweries, microbreweries have become popular and craft beers, and they've opened up their shops nationwide from coast to coast, I, I, I'm going to say, they have impacted the large brewers. They have put a dent in their pocket. Yes, they have to. They, If you see how busy these places are, they have to put a big dent in there. Right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of make a comparison. It's kind of like when a the tribal gaming was allowed these tribes were allowed to open casinos because i was an auditor and i read reports they put a dent in in vegas and that's why you don't have the free buffets anymore vegas had to revamp their whole their whole business concept because the tribal gaming it, it hurt them yes and i feel that the same is happening to the big brewers although you know they may want may not want to admit it but what I've also read is that the big brewers, for instance, Coors and Budweiser, that they're scooping up these little local, you know, uh, microbrewers. And they're letting them operate as is, but they keep the money. And you you can't blame them because it's either we adapt or, or, yes. or we go under. Yes. And, and not only that, not only do they do that, but like uh, we'll take Blue Moon, for instance. <clears throat> that was born in a... A baseball stadium in in Denver. Right. It was, uh, I think it was called White Belly Wit. It was a microbrew. Right. And it just gained a following, and uh, Coors took over. They brew it now at Coors. Right. And Coors distributes it. Of course. And when I was finishing up my MBA, yeah, I'm kind of edumacated. I did a paper on my MBA on the Coors company, right? And... uh, it's incredible the history of that company and how many beers you know that they're in 
They own Molson, which is a Canadian beer. They mm. own Blue Moon. They own a ton of beers that people wouldn't even think were associated with Coors. Right, right. So that's that's why the big players, they have to come in and they have to change their game. And although someone may say, oh, I hate Coors or I hate Budweiser, they suck, I'm going to drink this, you may be drinking one of the beers that they scooped up. Exactly. And, and that's why they don't advertise it too much because – they don't want to. They don't want you to know they have that market cornered. So smart business, it, of, of course. It's like it's kind of like Toyota. Go ahead, a bitch about my Toyota, and go buy the expensive Lexus. But guess what? You're still purchasing a Toyota product. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just different name, same frame, same motor, same transmission, just a different frame, a little bit different, and a different interior and body style. Right. And it's just business, but but that's fine. But the local breweries, I, I, I appreciate what they're doing. They do stimulate the local economy. Yes. And now, I'm not trying to promote people going out and getting fucked up, alcoholism and whatnot. I mean, I do enough for that, for our whole audience. But uh, they do they do bring some uh, value to the community. Right, and it's, it's great, you know, as long as people go out and do it responsibly. Right. It's it's there's nothing wrong with it. Well, you know, this is my thing. We're all grown adults. You got to be 21 to get in there and and get your game on. And my thing is, if you're a grown adult, it's up to you. If that's what you want to do, who am I to tell you different? Yes. Uh, And uh, as long as you're not out there being irresponsible, taking someone else's life or whatnot, hey, go for it. Exactly. And and that's a great thing about these microbreweries with their three beers limit. They kind of push responsible drinking, so that's great. Yeah, I, I agree, and they do. Uh, I mean, they've cut us off when, you know, there was. I'll give you a little story. One time we went to, and it's closed down. It was the, the one that was by Bubba's on, uh, what was it? It was one of the first microbreweries that opened up uh, right there by the theaters, and it's closed now. And I can't remember the name. Anyway, we went there as the firm, you know, the whole firm, everyone went there. And and we had a, a, a room, private room, because, you know, we were an accounting firm. We had a, had some clout and some money. They cut us all off at three beers regardless. They did not care. And I was like, oh, damn, okay. Yeah, well, you got to respect them, though. They're, yeah. they're true to their word. They treat everyone the same. They did. Yep, they did. And, and I appreciate that. And I, and I get it. It's the law, you know. They have to do it because, like we've talked about, in our state, there's a bit of an alcohol problem, and people, you know, we're trying to address it. We really are, just like other parts of the nation. But you could get sued if you overserve, and, and I, I get it. Right. They're, they're protecting their self. Right. And, you know, it's not a bad thing, you know what? If somebody cuts me off, I'm not going to make a big deal. I'm not going to... You can't hate them. They're doing their job. Yeah, no, I'm not going to hate them either. I'm like, right. all right. But, I'm, you know, I'm like, I have a driver, so drive us to the next one. Right. And and if you want to drink more, you know, plan ahead. Buy buy a 12-pack and leave it at your house. That's right. Go out and drink a few beers so you can socialize. That's then right. go home and <laughs> blackout, whatever. That's, that's right. Right. No, and I, I do like the concept because I've been to many of them. My wife took me to one of the uh, new ones that opened up and for my birthday, and we had a good time. I had two, three beers. She drove me. We had dinner, and it, it was a good time. But I've been there with friends, and 
it, it's a good place to socialize. Yes. <clears throat> I just want to give a shout out to one of our favorite little places. It's just around the corner from my brother's house. It's an alien brew pub. Yeah, that's they, cool. they they serve several of the locals, but uh, they they bring in the Moriarty beer. It's Sierra Blanca, and uh, this place is it's uh, outer space themed. So the beers have outer space names. For instance, the one we like is called Quasar. It's actually an American lager, but it's good beer and. They got UFOs, and it's just a cool little place. You sit at the bar, and they got these little alien heads that are refrigerated, and they keep your beer cold. Maybe that's why I like it, because it's alien and and the UFO theme. Yeah. Um, That's probably why I like going there. Yeah. It's uh, It kind of hits our interest. That's right. And we got another one. it's called green jeans. It's it's pretty cool how they did it. They took these old like uh, storage trailers, like from eighteen wheelers. They arranged them, they stacked them, and they made the the brewery out of that. It's pretty cool. And they have a kitchen. It's a real high end kitchen. The lady who's a head chef, I I can't remember her name, but she won that TV show Chopped. Right, I remember that that made Albuquerque news, and she was a big thing for a while. That she. She yeah. was the champion of chop. And see, that's not even the best thing about her. What's cool is she does the lunch program during the summer, and she feeds thousands of kids. For free? That's badass to me. How, how can you argue with that, you know? How can you argue with that? Yep. So anyone that's going to give back to the community, that's that's a great thing. Especially to the kids. That's right. That's right. But we do have some great local breweries here. Uh I would like to travel up to Colorado and see what they have, you know, see what type of game they got going on up there. Um, throughout New Mexico, I've, I've been to, most of the ones are here in Albuquerque, but I've been to a couple like in Las Cruces and and other places. But I would like to go to, let's say, Denver and just tell people, you know, what are the best microbreweries here and, and check it out, see what they got. Well, now that you have the mobile unit for the podcast, maybe that's our next endeavor. Maybe. We we definitely can start going mobile. And I was working on that today, so that should be up and running. I'm hoping as early as tomorrow. Great. I'm looking forward to going to the mountains and when we go squatch and taking it. That's right. <clears throat> I think that's going to be a good tool for us out there. Yes. But um, we come from Gallup. Now, I don't know if they have any microbrews. Uh, no, the only the only kind of pub I think they have even close to is is on Cole, and it's not the Sammy C's pub. It's a uh, the Cole Street. Yes, Cole Street pub. But I don't think they serve any anything they brew. I think they just serve the name brand. You're probably right, and I I don't think Gallup has that type of game yet. No, and I don't know. Maybe Gallup's not ready for that. No, they're 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 definitely not. You know, Gallup. but you know, I lo- I know a lot of people who, when they come to Albuquerque, they they do that. They they hit a a, a brew a local brew pub, but I guess the majority of Gallup is not ready for it. No, and and I I could see why. You know, it's it's there's yes, there's money there, but there's not the traffic that would sustain it. Yeah, I mean, here in Albuquerque, we have. Almost six hundred thousand people are population. So these pubs, they're full of people every night. Yes, every night, every night. Gallup has twenty, maybe twenty-five thousand people. It'd be hard to sustain a business there. On the weekend, now take it. That's different because 
uh, the natives come in from the reservation and whatnot. And the and population it, pretty much doubles. It, it triples, <laughs> quadruples. So, <coughs> so I, I could see. And, and you know, that's where that little town makes its money. It's usually on the weekend. Yeah. And the, the little local businesses through the week, eh, they, they stay afloat if they're good. But... I don't think a, a brewery like that would. Right. And, you know, that's one of the reasons when we were growing up in Gallup, they didn't allow stuff like this because uh, I, I'm, I'll say it, the city council had their, they had their own businesses in Gallup. So they wanted to keep all the business. Right. So they, like a little brew pub, they would have never allowed it. Well, I'm going to say it and I may be hated for it, but let's take that back to Gallup City Council. It's it's a tight knit little community yes. and and they're just greedy bastards is all it is, and yeah. they don't want to bring in new business. They want to keep big business out. You know, it's it's like a little mafia there, and and it, it's really sad because they hinder the growth of that town. Now, don't get me wrong, it's checkerboarded, but you know, there's they could let some business in that would bring jobs and yeah, but and spark the community. But thankfully, now things are starting to change. Yeah, well. From what I knew, and it wasn't too long ago, that yeah, it was a little mafia that city oh, council. Oh yeah, we we both know. I could name some names, but I won't, and and <laughs> and talk about some dealings because uh, I was an auditor and I did do some dealings and did some audits out there for companies, and, and I got to see the background and I, I seen I seen how some of these people that sat on city council were also involved in leases and whatnot and. Uh, I I just thought that shit was shady. Yeah, yeah. Well, just growing up, it was common knowledge. We all knew. It was, but, but you know. Yeah, but take, for example, Grants was kind of the same, but Grants has already opened up. Grants is a fraction of the size of Gallup. Right. And they got two microbreweries. They got the Elkins, and then they got one called Junkyard Brewing. Well, and, and you know, the Elkins, they have their footprint in Gallup, too. Yeah. yeah. And and that's fine, but, you know, I, I just think, and if, if anyone on Gallup City Council is listening you know, piss someone else off and vote for one of these microbreweries or something and just get just get some different businesses in there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because we still have family and friends there, and it, it'd be nice to see a dollar made there for everyone, not just you. Right, exactly. But that's why I moved to Albuquerque. Well, I moved to get away from my crazy ex-wife, but that's another podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I, well, I could give several reasons why I moved, you know, and one of the biggest is, you know, I, I could have stood there and become part of the mafia with the degree I got, but I just I just thought I, I was limited. Yes. I was. And so what? So what if you could make X amount of dollars every year? No. I just... I was happy I did what I did. Yeah, same here. There's, it's just more opportunity here. That's that's what it is, and that's why I brought my kids here, because it is definitely more opportunity, and my kids have had more opportunity. Yes, well, yeah. We got great high schools. The college is right here. Right, right. And and now my kids saw the opportunity, and, and they left. Yep. Uh, maybe I still, I'm still holding out hope one of my kids will start brewing beer and so I, I don't have to buy it no more. I, I know a couple of people that do it and they say it's not hard, but we have out here, that's one thing I love about the city and the microbrewery community. We have some hardcore people that 
they take it serious. Yes. And they have a tough shed in the back, and, and they go for it, man. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of them, they have the vats and stuff. Right there, they have like a glass wall or something, so you could see it. Right. And, and see, that's what I love. That's cool. You watch them brew the product that you're drinking. Right. And, and you know, you said some say it's not hard. Right. Maybe it's not hard, but it might be hard to get a good taste what you want. And, and that's where the brewmasters come in because, look, some of them... They, they try and get, okay, I know there's a beer out there that has green chili flavor. Yeah. And one has coffee flavor. And one has this flavor. So, yeah, it's it's an art. It's yeah it's I, just not. I, I went to Alien a couple months ago, and they had a coconut porter. And that was just something strange for me. Wow. I mean, it, it, it tasted, uh, uh, porters are dark, and they kind of taste like burnt coffee. Right. But then you got that coconut aftertaste. And that's that's the beautiful thing about them. You're just not limited to the taste of Budweiser, the taste of Coors, the taste of Miller. Like I said, you yes. could you could have a, a berry beer. Right. Well, we we're talking about beers. There's a whole other side to it. They have the ciders. Right. Now there you go. I mean, it's just an art form that's taken off and it's flourishing in every city throughout the country. Um, if it hurts the big guys, well, I'm sorry. Change up your game and offer the same thing, which some of them are trying to do. Uh, you got to stay competitive and relevant. You have to. If not, that's going to hinder your business and it's yeah, going to hurt you. Because these little these little microbreweries, these people have the drive. Like you said, they are serious about what they do. They do, but you know what? And and I believe that that's how the free market works the best. Yes. That we're not controlled by conglomerates and monopolies. Although some sectors of the business here in America are still monopolized. But the brewing industry, that's that's a different story. Yes. And, and you know, that's one good thing about Albuquerque is they do su uh, support the locals. Right. We have a shop local day and everything. It's, it's great because whenever I get a chance, I'll, if I see a new microbrewery, I'll stop in for lunch and have a beer and just to check it out. Right? Why not? And it, you know what I do if it's good? I'll pass the word along to all my friends. Hey, try this place. It's really good. I think we've all done that. I've done that definitely with La Cumbre. Uh, the word got passed to me. I went there. I tried some of the beers, and I was like, this shit's great. They're yeah. Right. Well, good. I, I post a lot of mine on social media. So Right. I, and, you know, I, I have four days off at a time, so I'm all over the place, and People probably think I'm an alcoholic. You, you know, people have asked me before, do you work? <laughs> I, I, I tell them, only when I have to. Did you tell them, no, my job is I'm a beer taster and I write a column for the Albuquerque <laughs> Journal. <laughs> I, I, I want to be like Norm on Cheers. Right. Hey, maybe you could have got a free beer, you know, if you would have used that line. Yeah, yep. But, you know, they do, they do, they create jobs, they spark innovation because every one of them's different and... I, I I congratulate them on what they're doing. Yes, I, I think it's a good thing, not only for us that love beer, but just for the economy. I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, uh, we do have that model here to shop local, buy local. You know, we want to stimulate our local economy. Yeah, and you, what you're saying about going to Colorado, going to Denver, and checking out the microbrews there, I'm just curious if all the big cities are like Albuquerque because they're like, Man, they are everywhere. It seems like one a week opens up or something. Well, and seeing that's that's what I'm talking about. I don't know what the scene is like up there. So just for out of curiosity, 
I would like to take a trip up there and say, show me your microbreweries and uh, your the scene here. What What's it like? How many microbreweries do you have in the city? Yeah. Where are they located? What type of beers do they serve? You know? Or, or maybe some of our listeners like beer. And let us know what it's like where you live. Right. It, yeah. You know, I'm curious to... Even like in other countries, is is it sweeping like it is here? I see. I don't know. I I I would think that that it's it's a it's a trend because you know we we get of course in this city we get a lot of international visitors. Yes. And uh, so would they go back and and say, hey, I got a great idea for a business. I saw this all over Albuquerque, so let's open up one here. Yeah. So that's that's something to think about. Is it happening? Don't know. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. And, uh, and if you got some good microbreweries in your town, let us know and we'll go pay you a visit. Right. Let us know what kind of beers you guys have, the flavors, uh, maybe even some of the names of your favorite microbreweries and you want to give them a shout out. Yeah, there you go. Nothing like promoting your, your hometown boy. That's right. Promote your hometown local economy. And if we're ever traveling in that area, we may stop in and say, hey, we got an email from so-and-so, and they said this was the place where it's happening. Yep. And uh, we'd, we'd love to visit it. But that's what we wanted to share with you guys tonight is microbreweries. Um now, I know if you've listened to some of our previous podcasts, you're thinking these guys are all about Bigfoot. We are. About the paranormal. We are. But we also did say there's going to be times where we deviate and we think, you know, we're going to hit on ideas that are trending, news that's trending. And this is one of them. Right. Just like we did the marijuana legalization. That's right. And we will come back to that here end of January. Yep, we may be talking a little slower, but we're going to come back. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you joined us tonight. And if you want to give us a shout out, send us an email, let us know about a microbrewery in your area, or you just want to tell us you guys suck, this is how you can do it. You can email us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. I'll say it again. That's late night with Larry. 55 at gmail.com late night with larry 55 is one word no spaces and hit the subscribe button click click yes all right thank you guys uh whatever you do just have some fun just do it responsibly that's right thanks for joining us tonight